and a very good morning to you, Peter. How are you? Happy Friday. Yes, a fabulous good morning to you, Savannah, and to the listeners. Yes, what a lovely week it's been. And a groovy weekend ahead, yes, indeed. Mm, exactly. So today we're talking about one of my absolute favorites, burgers. My favorite burgers. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. I think, I think um, the perfect burger is, is a thing of beauty. I think, uh, you know, it's too much is sort of it's it's frowned upon as the kind of the, the poorer cousin because it's always associated with nasty fast food mm. but a good burger is a is a wonder to behold and it's like one of my favorite things to do on the fire and it really is I, i've yet to meet anyone who doesn't enjoy a good burger mm. now tell me what is one of your favorites what do you prefer beef chicken are you more the vegetarian vegan kind uh, Oh no, no! I don't like cardboard. Uh, so we, we, although, although that said, although that said, there there are a number of decent plant-based burgers these days. They used to be terrible. Mm. They used to be kind of this kind of mulchy sort of compressed, um, uh, compressed compost-tasting things. But now there's some there's um, there's some fantastic. There's a there's a company in in France called the Plant Creative mm. who do ones that are got bean and courgette and they've got beetroot and all sorts of beetroot and boba. So for those of you who have chosen a lifestyle of obscurity, you can still have a good burger. Um, <laughs> but for the rest of us, um, I'm a big fan of, of beef. Uh, chicken burgers, I have a tendency to, it, it always tends to be dry. Mm. Um, you know, it is, it's very difficult to, to add the necessary fat into chicken burgers to keep them nice and moist. You know, even if you're using, even if you're using um, the, the, the brown meat, the dark meat, it mm. still doesn't have that much of a fat content that'll keep a burger patty from, from drying up. So for me, for me, there's only one and that's, and that's, and that's beef burgers. Mm. Um, and again, that's that's the quintessential thing about getting the burger right is getting the fat content right. You're looking for about a twenty percent fat content. Mm-hmm. So you need to choose wisely the kind of meat you're going to use because it doesn't help to say, well, I'm making a really sexy steak burger and I'm using rump steak or sirloin or fillet for that matter, because those sorts of prime cuts do not have the prerequisite fat levels to yes. make a nice juicy burger. So all you're doing is wasting money by chopping up a decent steak. For me, the ultimate, the ultimate uh, cuts that I love to use when I'm making burgers myself is a 50-50 combination of brisket and chuck. Oh. Now there you've got two cheaper cuts, but you have both of them have naturally high fat contents. So you're not needing to add any extra fat into your burger because and 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 the beauty of it is you can. Go and order, go to your butcher and ask them. They'll mince it for you. Mm. You know, that's the beauty of it. You know, you, you need a couple of ki- a kilo of each. You've got two kilos, like your 10, 200 grand burgers. And they'll more than likely, they'll mince it up for you. So don't worry that, you know, buying a piece of bread, how am I going to do it? I don't have a mincer. Ask your, even the guys in, in, in most of the supermarkets, you know, most of the, the checkers these days have really, really good butchers on the board, as do most of the bigger supermarkets. A lot of the Woolworths have them now. Certainly the bigger pickle bays have a have a, a butchery on site and they happily um, mince up um, a, a bit of chuck and a bit of brisket for you and also get your own patties to go. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I find that people who make booms at home a big mistake people make is it's when they put chopped onions into their burger patties. It's all about, you know, they're trying to bolt them out and breadcrumbs in as fillers. Mm. And for me, the problem with putting raw onion, even when it's diced up in a, in a burger is the burger 
doesn't cook for long enough mm. or get hot enough in order to cook the onions properly. Yes. So you'll always have this kind of pervading raw onion flavor. You can always taste it in homemade burgers. You can taste it straight away that someone's put chopped onions into it. Mm -hmm. For me, rather have some sliced onions that go on top. Or if you're hell-bent on putting onions into your burger, in your burger mix, fry them off first. Mm -hmm. And again, nice and brown and caramelized, and there's a lovely sort of sweetness to them. And that adds to the flavor of the burger rather than detracting from it. You know, the problem is you put your burgers, you make your burger with the raw onions, they sit, and that raw onion will pervade that and just you will not kill that taste. Mm -hmm. So I always say, leave the onion out of the burger mix, stack the onions on top by all means, you know, have some nice onion rings on there or even some caramelized onions. I like the caramelized onions because it's a little bit of sweetness there. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, so for me, I like the burger. It's a meat sandwich, so I like it to taste of meat. I don't want the patty to taste of... I don't like stuffing it with cheese or loads of spices. Mm. For me, introduce those layers of flavor and texture in, in what you build on top of your patty. Yes. So I like to keep the patty. It really tastes like it's it's nice, meaty. It's got a, it's coarsely ground, so there's a little bit of chew to it. So you're actually eating a nice, flavored piece of meat. And then you add in your taste and your textures as you layer your burger. Mm -hmm. You know, no decent burger is good without some, some sliced onions and, of course, pickles. You've got to have a nice thick slice of gherkin on there because again it's quite a rich sandwich and you want a little bit of that astringency that only pickles could bring mm -hmm. and then cheese i mean there you start to build the layers in with the cheese avocado pineapple bacon you know the the list there is as, as long as and as wide as your imagination and then you can really go to town mm -hmm. what i like to do of an eat of, a, of, a, of an afternoon when we have people around we'll talk a little bit more about it next mm -hmm. week about world cup um, rugby World Cup snacks, yes. but you know it's the kind of thing. Uh, the burger is the perfect snack for for rugby because what mm -hmm. you do is, is you just create a table full of condiments. You've got some toasted sesame buns. You've got some sliced tomato, a bit of lettuce, and onions, and gherkins, and then you've got some bacon and some cheese slices. Mm -hmm. and you can have a whole myriad of of, of toppings and condiments. Yes. And you literally cook some patties off, put it on the table, say right, everyone create your own burger and everyone can build whatever kind of flavor profile they want and all you have to do is yes. make sure they've got all the all the bits and pieces and that for me is a great way to just it's it's a great entertainment to see what people mm. put on their burgers you know exactly um, and that's also a good way then you can instead of instead of forcing everyone to eat your preference they can put whatever oddity it is that they want on their burgers i know people are hell-bent in putting pineapple on pizza so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that Boulder burger. Now I have to ask you, Peter, what do you think about tomato on a burger? What is what are your thoughts on that? Again, again, I like tomato on a burger. Okay. You know, I, I like again it's the acidity to it. Mm -hmm. you know, and it, it adds another layer of crunch, another layer of texture. So I'm a I'm a fan of, of, of tomato, sliced tomato on burgers. Another thing to just remember is if you are steering clear of starch, mm. but still fancy a burger, there's a great way of doing it. I've done a couple of times before for, for functions, bits and pieces with the people who, who like the idea of a burger but don't want to eat the bread, mm -hmm. is you get um, cabbage leaves. Take a raw cabbage leaf and you treat that as a bun. So you basically build your burger inside a, 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 a a, a, a cabbage leaf and then you literally fold it over and you've got this mechanism to eat it by nice. hand. It's, there is nothing stranger than watching people in restaurants who, who eat a hamburger with a knife and fork. Mm. 
um, you know, wooden <laughs> stake. You know, the whole point of the bum there is to make it handheld. Yes, and to the, bite the whole, in. The whole reasoning behind putting it, it's like eating a toast and sandwich or an all sandwich. Yeah. You need that with a knife and fork. Why would you need a burger with a knife and fork? Exactly. I think it's an element of etiquette. That's what I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. And, and you're, uh, who are you feeling? You look like a, a serial killer. You know, yeah. You're sitting with a knife and hook slowly slicing away at a burger. That's just, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> just talking about sort of the, the non-bun and the bun, I think the bun also for on burgers is, is hugely important. And I think sometimes people go a little bit too overboard with the bread. Mm. The bread is just, it's the vehicle. Obviously, it has to be fresh. But you actually want a lighter bun as possible. Sometimes you see these quite heavy sort of brioche buns. They look sensational until you try and eat them, and the burger is the, the burger bun is heavier than the burger itself. So I think keeping in mind that you want something a that doesn't fall apart and becomes all bushy because it's just it's just so poorly made or such a cheap and nasty offering that it really just collapses. You know the ones that sort of collapse and all of a sudden all the juices are actually soaking through the bun. Not being absorbed by the bun, but they end up and running down your arms. Yes. The, the thing is you want a good, solid, but light bun because you don't want to make the burger too heavy. You don't want to be filled up on the starch. You want to be filled up on the actual burger itself. Yes. So the choice of bread is always, is always seeds or no seeds. I don't know. Um, to mm-hmm. be honest, um, I think the sesame seeds on a bun are, are, are traditional and are, I think to me, to be honest, more aesthetic than anything else. Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced that the sesame seeds add much in the way of flavor profile to a burger, um, but it certainly looks nice on the bun. Yes. Um, but I, I'm, not a, I'm not a hard and fast rule. It's got to be a sesame bun. As long as it's a nice fresh bun. And I think also the, the, the secret is you should always toast the buns first. Whether you do it in a pan with a little bit of butter or you open them up on the fire, bun should be nice and warm and toasty before you start to assemble the bun. Absolutely. Now, I got a message coming through on the WhatsApp line saying that ostrich burgers are also very yummy. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, look, I, I think ostrich ostrich is, is, again, a little bit like chicken, mm. although better than chicken because because ostrich has zero fat in it. Mm. So, so the only thing you've got to be careful of with, 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 with ostrich is that you don't overcook it. Because once the flavor's in that kind of in the blood and in the juices. So if you're going to use an ostrich burger, you want to cook it sort of medium rare, which you can't do with chicken. Mm. So if you want a bird burger, for want of a better term, yes. then ostrich is a great way to go. Because you can still you can still have a nice juicy burger because you don't have to cook it right the way through as you would if you were cooking chicken. You, know, mm. you cannot have pink chicken, but you certainly can have a, a pink ostrich burger. No, very nice on Yeah. Tell me a, a remedy. Like, say, for example, you cook a, a chicken burger. You fry off a chicken burger, and mm. now it's, like, dried out. How do you salvage that situation? How do you make it better so that it can yeah. still take well, deli- taste delicious? Yeah. Look, again, then, then you're starting to look at what do you add on it. You know, mm. a hefty dollop of mayonnaise would help that. You know, a sli- you know so now, now you're layering it. Um, your burger, make sure you've got some, some ketchup or a nice, say, a nice dollop of mayonnaise in there, um, some pickles and some chips. Everything else that you add to that then dried out burger needs to have a nice bit of moisture and a nice bit of texture. And then you'll get away with the fact that your chicken burger has to be overcooked by its nature. Mm, exactly. I mean, I do love myself a good chicken burger, but I also prefer, like you, the beef. It's just so much more tastier. Yeah. Look, for me, for me, if you're going to 
I'm, if, if, if I'm honest and I'm going to say I'm going to have a chicken burger, I'd rather just cook a whole chicken breast and use that and then have a chicken roll or, and use a whole chicken breast mm. because then because it's not mixed up, it's easier to keep it so it's still moist. Whereas because once it becomes minced, you'll, it, it cooks differently and, and dries up medium. Rather than just get yourself a, a skinless chicken breast or something along those lines and grill it, hammer it out so it flattens out a little bit, and rather grill that mm. as a chicken burger than, than use chicken mince. Um, it's the same for me, I find, with chicken samosas. They're yes. tasty, but they're always a little bit dry. They just don't have that, that fat content, the, 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 the meat ones, the lamb or mm. the beef ones do. That's so very true. Wow, I am definitely going to be having burgers this weekend, that's for sure. Now tell me, Peter, what are your plans for this weekend? Okay, so more rugby again. Of course, there's Ooh, rugby yes. in the All Blacks at Twickenham. So, you know, while these games are friendly, um, I think they're important. Uh, I mean, I don't think there's any such thing as a friendly between the Springboks and the All Blacks, or Springboks and the All Blacks. So that'll be a good game to watch. And then I think the weather is looking quite decent this weekend. So I think we're going we're gonna to take a drive on Sunday up the West Coast and go check out the flowers. Because apparently they're in bloom at the moment oh. because we've had some fantastic rains. So I think we might uh, take a drive up the West Coast up near Clan William and go check out the flowers. Mm. Bit of a picnic lunch, maybe a couple of burgers along the way. <laughs> so I think that's, that's, that's Sunday taking care. Yeah, definitely. A burger on a road trip, I, I'm telling you that is oh, yeah. levels. <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, exactly. Okay, well, thank you so much for the update and uh, those excellent tips that you shared about burgers. I am definitely going to make some of those this weekend. And you must have yourself a great weekend. I, I will do indeed. Thanks, Lavana, and to all the listeners. Until we speak again next week, may the sauce be with you. May the sauce be with you. Bye, Peter. Bye. Bye.